here. We're here. Mommy's with the maggots. Mommy's with the we are maggots talking, now. We are talking about Evil Dead Rise, the fifth entry in the Evil Dead franchise, um, directed and written by Lee Cronin. Uh, full spoilers, guys. You know you know the drill at this point, but hey, full spoilers. Uh, we're going to spoil every every little bit about this movie, so if you have not seen it again, if you've not seen it yet, uh, or again, you know, Hightail it to your nearest theater, pause this, skip over, whatever you can do to not spoil this movie, or do, it's really your life, I don't really care. Sure. Um, full spoilers, you have been warned. What do we think about this movie? Ben. Oh, shit. Oh. It um, was mid. Um, <laughs> so, before I give a review, I just want to say that this movie was originally a streaming-only movie. And the budget for this movie is around $15, $20 million. It's already made, like, triple that at the box office. Uh, because it was low budget and it's awesome and people are responding to it. So, like, yo, man, put movies out in theaters. People will see it if it's good. I didn't put this in the news. Actually, I forgot. But um, David Zaslav said that he, he's, that Warner Brothers is no longer interested in making streaming movies. Yeah, that's interesting. That's, it's dumb. Like, smaller movies, like, stream, smaller streaming movies should be allowed to exist. Like, not every, you don't have to make Evil Dead a streaming movie, but smaller movies should be allowed to exist, too. Like, Disney Plus is doing it. Why can't you do it? Anyway, Evil Dead Rise, y'all. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I, I have basically no complaints, but I love it. I, I, that's my review. Let's end the show. I'm just kidding. I, I, it's so crazy that we're, we're, get, we're getting... We're in the age of legacy sequels, remakes, reboots, uh, but we're particularly, like, blessed because we're getting Scream, we're getting Evil Dead, we're getting all of these legacy, we're getting so many things and they're good. Uh, Evil Dead might be the best horror franchise because there is not a single bad one. There's not even a single good one. There's only great. There's only great Evil Dead movies. Um, it's just, it's a great time to be a horror fan. Uh, I'm so happy I got to see this in the theater. It was a theater. It was a smaller theater, but the guy behind me was making a lot of funny noises, so I was happy. <laughs> Sparks? Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Um, I had a great time. Very happy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Big spoilers uh, bag. Absolutely. Mag, mag Hell yeah. That, uh, surprise that kids can now die in this universe. Yes, absolutely. That was a big part big of stakes. it. Big stakes. Big um, stakes. No, I really enjoyed this. I thought I thought they did a really great job. Just a really great job all around with um, all of it. From uh, Yeah. No, go ahead. So I, I didn't know you were done. You weren't done. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I really loved it. Um, I loved all the Evil Dead films. Uh, so there's no, big, no, no surprise here. I think it's really fun. Um, yeah, fun's not really the right word. Fun, fun in its own way. <laughs> it's fun. Um, I, it's I, fun I, if I you like it. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I'm very happy with it. I can't wait to go through it. So, do we want to read what Ben wrote now? Um, let's just do it at the end. Okay, we'll do it because he gives so a rating get, and everything. So let's just do it all together at the end. So let's let let's get into it. Um, where do we want to start? We start at the beginning and the end. Oh yeah, the cabin. Uh huh. Yeah. Because yeah. what an interesting way to start and end your movie with a completely different story. <laughs> I was actually I was actually really pleased with that, considering like how much that footage was featured in the trailers, and I was constantly trying to figure out like who how who? is this how is this connected to the thing? And I like that at the beginning of the movie, it's like. Really don't worry about it. I 100 percent thought that like our main girl, she's the one who got a scalp ripped because she uh -huh. has long black hair. Or, or so I'm like, I kind of know what happens to all these characters, and like, no, you don't. I didn't. <laughs> no, I, don't. Right? Yeah, I didn't think that. Uh, when did you think that? Like when we first started, you thought that she was the 
that that she was going to be the our main girl like before she got her scalp ripped and oh yeah, yeah, go yeah back with her and everything yeah yeah, yeah. right um, I get that I was kind of wondering if that was the case like like I was like but I thought those were different people from all the trailers and everything I, I, I get but then you know. but then yeah you get into you get into the film and I'm like okay cool like just don't even don't even worry about the cabin don't even worry about the lake don't even think like it's just it's just the <laughs> opener and it's happening later one and day find out how earlier. Yeah, I was I was blown away when 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 we do those when we cut to to um, our main girl. I was like, was like couple months and it's like one day earlier. I was like, oh, shit, this earlier. Is, shit's about to get really messed up. Right. Yeah. So it's a good way to like really throw you out off and especially for our horror movie to just be kind of like basically putting your like end credits at your beginning. And yeah. Just being like, oh, 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 yeah. oh I'm disoriented already. <laughs> I really love the the callback to uh, her being able to read the text as the girl is reading it in her mind and she's like narrating what's what she's reading. Sure. I love yeah. how that shot where 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 we're getting each word almost in this big like bubble letters. Um, I I really liked the uh, opening. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I um, what once the movie started and I saw what's happening, I'm like, okay. So, like, is this the actual movie? And, like, I was so confused because, like, it lasted longer than I thought, that opening with those characters. And I'm like, then once the scalp rips, I'm like, okay, no, I get it. Okay. All right, this, this is a prelude. I did. I thought it was going to be more connected. Uh, I thought it was going to be, you know, like, somebody finds something there and brings it home. But it's literally, it's the reverse of that. It's, they bring the dead to the cabin. <laughs> it's really it's really smart because, like, horror movies usually need and and are usually correct to have, like, that, that punchy opener, something that, like, kicks the action off before you settle in with, with some characters. So that's usually where you get some fodder that dies. Yeah, but, yeah. like, there's no logical way for our family that we follow in this film to have that happen before... Like with the story they're telling us, yeah. So there's no way for those things to connect. Um, so it's actually really smart to like just take what would be the like walk out of the theater moment. Oh, move that to the beginning. Yeah. Uh, an interview with the director, uh, uh, this Lee Cronin dude. He is such a cool dude. Uh, this uh, this Irish uh, like independent filmmaker. He's made a bunch of short films. He did a movie called A Hole in the Ground a couple years ago. It's and it's Sundance and won a bunch of awards. He's now doing Evil Dead. Um, this low budget ass movie looks so good. This is such a sharp-looking movie. Uh, the for the video uh, people, the background of the of the girl rising from the water and the Evil Dead rise rising up is legitimately like one of my favorite title cards I've ever seen. Uh, and the music rising and it just cuts away. Uh, then it's just a completely new scene, and I'm like, cool, it's so cool. If we don't come back to this, I'll I'll be okay because I know it's gonna it'll, 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 everything will make sense. Uh, real quick uh, on the interview front, he mentioned that there's like four or five different versions of a sequel that he's already like he has uh, in his brain. One of them is like, yeah, I want to do the cabin thing because like, what happens after that cabin? What happens to the Airbnb people, Airbnb people who show up there two days later? Like there are so many th ideas for sequels and like, it's just like the, the Evil Dead is out in the world now. And that is what I wanted this movie to be. The Evil Dead is in the world as opposed to just a singular location. And that's really scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, so much I, I really i really think this is incredibly inventive they i had this moment in the movie when i was thinking to myself i was like you know you know because of the remake and the things like that it's be interesting to know how they how this necronomicon connects to all of them and then like not long after I, I was i was thinking about this they're like there it's this is one of the three of the necronomicon i was like you did it <laughs> did it um yeah the 
God, I like yeah, because like uh, each movie has like its own version or whatever. Um, I love that this one we get like a whole ass story about the about a priest, uh, and like the story there is that like because Lee Cronin said in interviews like one of the sequel ideas is actually the prequel about that one priest and how he had to kill one hundred of his fellow priests in a in a in a in, a, in like a cathedral. Uh, and I'm like, the shit out of that. that sounds insane. Right. Uh, Bruce Campbell was one of the voices in that tape too. That's, That's awesome. So. I'm glad you brought that up because what's what's incredible is that Lee Cronin himself is like, is that Ash? It could be Ash. And I'm like, I'd watch that. Yeah. Um, that is just, that is a, I love, uh, uh, I guess we, yeah, I, I love the the listening of the tapes. I love the uh, 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 the modern version of it. I love the zoom in of the speakers going, Condog. Like, it's just so spooky. Um, I just, I just love this movie. Everything I, I'm going to really say like, is just, I love it. I really like how they use the Necronomicon. Those are kind of like focusing on the Necronomicon. How it's um, how it uh, uh, flips to the page of whatever demon we're about to meet. Um, like we like when when the mom is getting possessed, it flips to this page, and then when the daughter gets possessed, it flips to a different page, and then yep. when they're morphing, it flips to the other page. Right. Um, I think that's a re- that's a really cool device they used. Absolutely. Um, much to Mag's point, I'm still happy they have Raimi's style, camera styles of the angles and close-up shots of the camera shaking. Yes, absolutely. One of my favorite things was the opening of the film that was the drone and the fake out of like what you anticipate to be the evil moving and it was a drone camera. Oh, it's so I thought good. that was very smart. Yeah. Um, yeah, they do a great job. They do a great job of a lot of close-ups and, and uh, tilting and, and how they... they do everything that they do to get still give it the vibe of like you know what this is you know this is the the deadites you know this is evil dead the uh uh the mom spends a, a like a portion of the movie outside and we there's like there's the the like the eye hole camera view that we spend a lot of time in that is such a scary a scary viewpoint because it's not just the mom being really creepy you see all the people in the apartments just like getting murdered on the sides and running away and you just hear the carnage you don't see the carnage oh god seeing I, seeing in horror movie, like hearing it and not seeing it is so it's the jaws baby it's so good i really like how this movie sets up and pays off um basically everything it sets up in the first act is paid off in the third act the scissors um, the the scissors the wood chipper the uh the um Stephanie 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 oh weird um, girl uh, I really uh I, I found that really effective and you know it's it's a simple narrative tool but it pays off in really interesting ways in really big ways when you're doing a horror movie um that I was I'm really appreciative exists I think especially um, because like I don't think any of them felt obvious no. like you were like Ah, this is the moment when we use the yeah. scissors. Ah, this is the moment where she uses Stephanie. Yeah. Like, you weren't anticipating it until, like, seconds before it happens. The scissors one specifically, it's like, that's a good checkoff scissor. Because I completely <laughs> forgot she threw those scissors away. I completely forgot. Love it. And the, 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 the even the bathtub water, like, there's a lot of, like, setup and payoff that, that, really, that really effectively works in the, in the movie. The point that I wanted to make though about that but is lost now <laughs> lost created by david well, lindelof and jj abrams music by Michael uh, G. oh the 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 peephole uh moments are really great especially when she's terrorizing the hallway residents and yes. i really love that moment as obviously these characters were introduced as cannon fodder and mm-hmm. i knew it immediately um but i didn't expect 
you never expect children to die. And what what I think is such an effective of uh, scare is when the one guy loses his eye. It goes. It chokes the it chokes the one kid to death, and then in the people you see the one kid run away, and they get thrown back into the wall with no arms. And you're yeah. like, oh shit! Yeah, that um that eyeball sequence is like straight out of uh, From Hell. Like there's like uh, in various other horror movies, but like a Sam Raimi movie where the evil witch like spits an eye out and it lands in her mouth. Um, I love that. Um, yeah, the man, this movie is so violent and it's so gory and it looks so good and there's so much blood. Uh, that blood elevator. Uh, watching a bunch of interviews with, with with those actors, they hated it. It was so sticky. It was all old because they had they had to import that blood because they were in New Zealand or something filming the movie and like they had to use old blood so it smelled bad and they were just covered in it for weeks. I'm like they they hated doing it, but it, it looks really good and that's what's important. I love the <laughs> always uh, effective for me. Good yeah. shining reference, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think I, much to your point, Brandon, of what you were bringing up, that, that the moment all the neighbors are there, I'm like, yeah, these are all the people that die. But I did think that they're all the people that die throughout the film so that we don't kill the kids. Yes. Um, so yeah. like killing the kids, like taking the uh, two older kids out, I was like, oh God, I really, I just didn't think this is where we were going. So like when we get to, back to, um... Bridget and she's up on the on the counter and everything. And I'm like, oh, she's gone. No way. Got she's got to eat like that before glass. that. I thought she was gonna like get the evil out of her somehow. Yes. Um, but like, nah. Because we because we definitely see in the trailer that she's she's dead eyed. So I I also assumed she was gonna get saved. No, she gets burned on fire. And yeah, you get this impression like, oh well, maybe she has to save the kids in order, but she can't save the mom, and that's how this ends. But. Um, and even even up until the till they all morphed, I was like, oh, they can still save the kids. Yeah. But then they all morphed. And I was like, oh, no, they all die. Yeah. Um, yeah. Once like once Danny uh, starts getting like stabbed, stabbed, I'm like, oh, that's murder. Right. <laughs> oh, no, nobody yeah. is safe in this movie. <laughs> What great imagery too! Like the the you just see um you just see the two the two kids walking in the hallway and then the sh- the kid under the sheet just hobbles. Oh in. my god! Terrifying. The first one the first one's a little more subtle than the second one. It's but like man, that is some good. It's also really funny, man. This movie is also <laughs> like it's not Evil Dead too funny, but like it is just like Evil Dead. Like it has really it's got comedy chops to it. There's right. certainly like really funny scenes. Yeah. Um, like great uh physical uh, comedy horror stuff happening. Uh, the monster, the big uh, family monster, it's called the Marauder, by the way. The Marauder. Oh. That's a... Uh, that's a that's woman a who plays the mo- the mom, who also the main deadite. Elisa um, Sutherland. Oh, yeah. Elisa Sutherland, thank you. Is incredible as this deadite. Uh, probably my favorite deadite performance yeah. of the limited what we've had. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I adore, I adored this dead. We spent so much time with her too. Yeah. Uh, she's, she's a much more prevalent threat than we've seen before. Um, except the exception only being maybe Ash's sister in the first film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, I really thought she was super effective and there's, there's one moment in the people again, the people stuff is, is, is all, all great. I have nothing but great things to say about anything in the people but she, the the daughter the little girl looks through the peephole and doesn't say anything and then the deadite gets like floats up it's like oh there you are right i just got chills i, I love deadites like they are 
they are pure just chaos. Like I love that. Like so nasty. They're just so nasty, and they will do anything. They will say anything to get, they have, to get your soul. And they have such a good time. Yeah. Doing everything they do. Yeah. And they. The worst thing is, is like they have all the memories and all the love that that <clears> they experience, <throat> like with that other person. So like they can use that against you. And like, oh, it's nothing. A big kiss from mommy. There's something. Fix. There's oh. something about it that feels just so much more sinister than your typical like possession in other films. Yes. Um, yeah. And and I think they bring that across really well here it's it feels very like nasty and mean and like uh chaotic and uh like they are reveling in it yeah as they do it um i i really find it effective i will say like uh, just because we're talking about Alyssa sutherland's um performance as ellie mm-hmm. uh i really like she gets a moment that most don't in uh evil dead stuff which is that she has like the glimmer of her last like moment to her sister where she says um it's in me don't let it take my babies yeah and then she effectively dies yeah um and i thought that was really cool that she got to have that last breath and then everything after that is like the thing just being blatantly like yeah your mom's gone (laughs) i i love and it's it's not like a big deal i think to like to like most folk but like this is a movie where our two leads are like cool young alternative women and the and the main deadite, she is a mother who's covered in tattoos, you know, wearing booty shorts. Like she's a cool young mom, right? Uh, and that's just a really cool thing to see. Like, t- like is. I I know it's a silly thing, but like tattoo representation is not a real thing I care about. <clears throat> but just seeing regular people have tattoos and like people have tattoos, like like they being in movies, that is just a cool thing to see. And having um, can you what is the what is the um sister's name the the hero sister's name? Her name her character name is Beth. She's Beth. Lily Sullivan. Lily Sullivan. Uh, these are both Australian actresses. Uh, they're both fantastic um she like she being like this punk rock girl like maybe becoming a mother goes to go see her sister who's a mother and then experiences all this stuff which turns her into a mother um i think all that like again this is a tight movie you know it's 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 short it's less than two hours um like for an evil dead movie like this this has like this has like more story than i ever needed right and like the same thing with evil Dead 2013 like that's a movie about like a bunch of characters like coming together like they're friends like the first evil dead like i think those characters are fine it's honestly not why i watched that first movie right but like this new one like i care about these characters and i'm only with l for 10 minutes before she turns evil Mm -hmm. but like that's all i needed to see like yo she's cool she's a great mom she's funny she cares about her sister that's all i needed one of the things i said in the beginning of the review is that i really i was really shocked when it did the one day earlier kind of flashback um and and sets up the movie because I was concerned, I was like, "Oh, we're not gonna we're probably." I'm really concerned. I didn't really expect to get time with these characters before they become dead. I like, not really, um, and and like, oh, we're not gonna get a lot of time with these characters before everything starts happening. But I think the the stuff they've written is great and creates a a much more meaningful connection. At least I felt to me and and the and 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 the mom, Alicia Sutherland. Um, every character, quite frankly, when they get turned. I am upset because yeah. I think they're all well-written characters that I really wanted to see make it to the end of this movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, they're they're very good at being like, they feel like real people. They feel like <clears throat> they're speaking to the times and being representative. I think that part of it is that like you get enough flavor from all of the characters to understand who they are and how their personality is and how this the family unit feels functionally real mm-hmm. and tangible yeah. in a way. Um, and... It's, it you know, much to Mag's point, like, we've never had an Evil Dead franchise 
take out children, let alone a family. Like, mm-hmm. um, and so it's a, it's a whole different kind of spin on what's going on. Um, like this is essentially your, your conventional like possession story is like a family in a home kind of getting attacked, uh, and hit with the demonic possession, but like it goes so much further South than it usually would in yeah. those stories. Um, I think, uh, like one of my only, one of my only kind of like minor knocks against it is like, I feel like I get just a tad little, uh, uh, less time with them as a, a family unit with the mom aside, uh, than I wish I did. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly, I guess with Bridget, uh, I think Bridget just gets out of the picture a little early. Uh, I wish she'd stuck around just a little, a little longer as herself. Sure. Um, yeah. uh, uh, I, I feel like we could have used the neighbors to buffer a little bit of that room. Just a smidge. Sure. Um, but that's like, it's more just a desire of, of wanting to engage with the characters more than it is any like particular detriment of the film. Uh, I doubt they're going to tear down or close the building <clears throat> after what happened. Man, I who, <laughs> if you find a bunch of dead people in a building, like I think I would demolish it. I don't know. They were demolishing it anyway. They were demolishing it anyway. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, yeah. Well, it's I'm going just, down in a... Yeah, the same yeah. what he's saying, yeah. Um, it's funny that, like, one of the biggest evils of all time was, like, living under, like, a bank vault in California. It's just really funny. Yeah. Uh, the, the, I love, the, I love it. The vault, the vault bit is a little schlocky, but I'm I like, whatever. It. Uh, it's fine. I do think Danny gets to be down there for a, an exceptionally weird amount of time without the sisters, like, coming to be like, yo, Danny, or, like, come down there themselves. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's fine. Oh, uh, you know what's so what's so interesting is I never felt this in an <clears throat> Evil Dead movie before because I I know the rules of Evil Dead the, nothing weird happens until uh, until the, someone reads from the book, um, but the the vault scene was actually really tense for me like everything post earthquake was kind of on the edge of my seat like oh my goodness with the, with what, are there deadites already out there like I, I started to get worried that the, the I wasn't prepared you know, for the for the spookiness to it happen it does it does feel like they're trying to say, and I think it maybe could have been conveyed better if they were trying to say this, that the book is calling out to Danny. Yes. And like, mm-hmm. if that is the case, I kind of wish we got some kind of Whisper. something borderline on the level of the Jumanji drums Danny. calling, <laughs> calling to like something to tell the audience he is directly being called to, because otherwise it, it other than like the, the crack leading to the vault being open and everything, it is like Danny just happens to grab the right box um, to yeah. open up the notes from the priest it wasn't and, calling and all him. that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, we could have had just a, a little teeny tiny like, little push yeah. push of, of this is why I'll look in this yeah. particular box and nowhere else. Because uh, he's like looking for something valuable. Uh, some great comedy moments that I'll remember. Um, after Elle dies uh, and she's laying in bed and they go to close her eyes, they just pop right back open. Uh, that made me giggle. Uh, that happens a couple times. I think that's really funny. Yeah. Um, there's a scene. I don't remember where it happens, but like, Either she hits a, a deadite or something happens, then a deadite looks at her and then she just like crashes through a bit, like through a wall or something. Uh, that's just a good yeah. physical comedy. Um, uh, that was that was after that was when um, she gets in. The deadite gets into the building when she's listening to on her headphones and you can see the her like creepy crawly down the wall. <gasps> oh, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> And then the, the reflection. Yeah, you're right. Like she, like uh, uh, she she first hits the deadite and then 
the next cut is she's blown through the, yeah, through that's, the doors. Yeah, that's, that's pretty funny. Yeah, um, she looks she looks so gnarly and good in her makeup. I love when she puts her finger on the record player and unhinges her jaw. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, and just, like, lets it blast out of her. Love um, it. Like Ryan said, just, like, the shots on how they handle the sound permeating over them is, is really great. Um, and again, I love I love that this movie, like they didn't feel the need to make this, you know, a hundred million dollar giant demonic movie because it doesn't that doesn't make sense. Mm. Like, but at the same time, like this is a low budget movie, but I, it, it expands the world for me indefinitely in big ways. We're like, we know multiple books exist. Who's writing these books? Why are these priests continuing to read these books? Why do we keep doing this to ourselves decade after decade? Uh, oh, because you brought that up. Uh, I just want to add real quickly that I think that the record players are. Um, we've already talked about, I think the record player moment is really good, but I also really like using them as an exposition dump. Um, not just to read the book, but like we get a lot of exposition from that and it all is really cool and interesting and kind of spooky. Like you're getting really tense as you're hearing nothing's, he's not reading from the book yet. He's just talking about his day and you, and you feel really tense as it's booming over the loudspeaker, uh, over these, over this family. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Mag brings up, we never knew, but can tell that the cat, uh, if the cat didn't make it or not. Uh, Oh yeah, what what's your cat take? You think the cat got eaten? I think the cat got eaten. I think the cat's fine. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Go either way. Maybe maybe it's Schrodinger's Schrodinger's dead eyed cat. I'm just saying, if I, I I for a second thought I was gonna see a little dead eyed kitty cat and I was really excited. Okay. <laughs> a little just a little bit. Um uh. I definitely thought for it was possible for a second that I'm like, man, is this movie going to be just like super bleak? And I thought we were going to lose Cassie, too. Oh, sure. Once she got uh, pulled back near the after end, they cleared the fence. Yeah, Sam. Um, oh. I thought I thought like Cassie might be done. And I'm like, yo, are we like losing all the kids? <laughs> I had a similar thought when when they're pushing uh, the, the the creature into the into the wood chipper and they're getting all and the blood is pouring on Cassie. And we've had we had throughout the like it was implied that the blood is what's doing it that like you put deadite blood in you and you become a deadite. That's when the the mom put the needle to her head and then put it in her, her in her daughter. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I thought that when all that blood was going down on Cassie, I was like, "Oh no!" Oh, she's gonna turn or something. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah like that was gonna be the end. The was finale. like she was going to turn, um, and that was gonna be like the the last like. Like really bleak hammer uh, to to go to go home with. The final shot would be Cassie like lunging at the camera towards Beth or something. Like sure, that. Sure, yeah. Um, man. Uh, again, like I think this movie. I think it's really tight. Again, like I like that. That you know, like it, it moves. Pre- it moves pre- fast pace. You know, we get to know the characters as much as we need to. Uh, and then it's just like carnage, and we kind of slow down and talk for a bit, and then it's just more carnage, and it's, it's more carnage, and then we go downstairs, and it's just red and blood. Uh, I, I really like the use of the elevator throughout the film of just like kind of sitting there just dunk. Oh, um, God. Um, yes. I think it's very effective in the way that they they utilized it um, and that it's like specifically from the keys trap there. Also, I thought they did a really good job of like homaging um, the the way the deadites get at a person still being tied to this idea of like restraining them to to get at them. Um, this like like the tree vines grabbing her is the wires in the elevator. Yeah. Um, which I thought was a good, like, little, like, visual nod Motif. without going completely to recreating the moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's a few, I think there's three times they say iconic lines from the movie, um, from the original movies, uh, Dead by Dawn. Yeah. 
I'll swallow your soul. That's a great moment. Like, Dead by Dawn is so... That that whole bit has so much energy of, like, the cabin turning against Ash and at Evil Dead 2. I thought they did a great <laughs> job capturing that um, with, with them all doing the Dead by Dawn. Yeah, I really... I think... Um, he, Brian's already said, I'll swallow my soul. I'll swallow your soul. But, yeah, I think the, the Dead by Dawn moment is... is Really incredible, like spine-chillingly horrifying. I think they they really picked the right moment to bring in that line. It was it was uh, perfect. Yeah. Uh, um, the final chainsaw bit. Um, it's obviously very grotesque and like murdering a bunch of people. But like the final scene where like he looks at, like like she looks at her sister for like the last time, and like drives a chainsaw in her face. Right, <laughs> like, man, mm-hmm. man. As Mag said, "Come get some. Come get some." Mm-hmm. Yeah. We get some, yeah. That one might have been the clunkiest. I, I still appreciated yeah. it. I think, yeah, I think it's fine. It didn't, it didn't bother me. Um, there was also like they didn't say it the same way, but they, but the priest does talk about going to the woodshed, um, oh. uh, to to get stuff he needs, and I thought like, oh, okay, okay, <laughs> shit, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, anything else? Just man. I'm just so thrilled. Again, like Scream 6, you know, we had Scream 5, but Scream 6 uh, this year. Uh, new Evil Dead movie, like, I guess I, I could have been watching this on my TV at home, and I'm just so thrilled that I got to see it in theaters, and it's doing extremely well. Um, I don't need, like, an Evil Dead movie every year, but, like, I will take an Evil Dead every couple of years. Like, if you just want to give me another one of these every couple of years, there's no reason not to. Just, you know, uh, do a prey with Evil Dead. Just, like, you know, just be creative with it. Sure. Um, and with someone like Lee Cronin, like, this dude is so talented and if this is what he can do with like a low low ass budget movie i am so excited for what this dude can do like in the future Uh, i think he's like i think he's he's mad talented the tv series didn't exist i'd say that you can pair up the three the three protagonists yeah uh, ash mia and uh beth beth yeah beth yeah and again Uh, like to to fight a dead eye so here's the thing you still could Bruce Campbell said he doesn't want to play Ash again, which is fine. But you still technically can tie it into Ash if you want to believe a popular Evil Dead fan theory, which is that um, Mia and Beth's now stories exist in the world of Evil Dead 2 before Ash went back and then came back from Army of Darkness. So the world he left behind that didn't get changed by his events uh, being through Army of Darkness. We got timeline stuff now. Oh, uh, I don't know. I like the idea that he accidentally got himself trapped in the twenties for some reason. <laughs> um, but I, but I mean, like, I, I mean, like, uh, so it's a you know world where where Ash uh, was sucked into the void that isn't the one that comes into Army of Darkness and Ash versus Evil Dead, all that stuff. I get it. So that's just I don't know if I want that in my Evil Dead movie. Yeah, just don't don't make it complicated. You know, just leave Ash out of it. <laughs> just bring back a well in that uh, in that uh, in that in that same way you would right because like Ash got sucked through the void and that's the end of his story in that world. Mm-hmm. And so then you have Mia and Beth and Javi and Kelly having their story. That's now taking place in that world post, uh, a oh, world then, where, where Ash was taken away. Mm-hmm. What you're saying would be obviously Ash versus the evil dead would be in a, the parallel timeline. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I just say it all exists in the one, in the one timeline. I'm good. Yeah. Ben's thoughts. Ben's thoughts. I'm curious. I uh, it was fun seeing with this Ben. I didn't sit next to him, so I didn't get all the juicy jump scares or faces he was making. But he seemed to have a good time. Ooh, it's good. longer than I thought it'd be. Hell yeah! Uh, from Ben, 
This movie made me uncomfortable, but it was a very well-done horror film. High marks to the effects, makeup, and sound design teams, for they knocked it out of the park. The story is simple, where you feel for the characters and want them to survive. Makes it extra heartbreaking when characters don't, and I love how the movie makes it clear that no one was truly safe from harm. The chainsaw and shotgun are good, subtle homages to the older films. Teaches the lesson to not open creepy stone slabs that were sealed away in a vault with a bunch of crosses over it. It's true. If I see this movie again, it's during the day with the lights on. My energy bill be damned. Nine out of ten. Ouch. Nine out of ten? Hell yeah, Ben. Love it. Nine out of ten. Wow. What was... Uh, real quick, when, when we saw it with him... He's like, yeah, it made me feel awful. And I'm like, yeah, that's what they... Made me what, really uncomfortable. That's what horror movies do. He's like, that's what it's always like? I'm like, yeah, that's what horror movies are, bro. Sorry. Yeah. Gonna get to Army of Darkness and be like, and be like so tense and like, oh, thank God. <laughs> As the skeleton plays his flute. <laughs> Army of Darkness is, is gonna be like this nice little treat yeah. in the midst of his <laughs> franchise watching. <laughs> the scariest thing about that movie is how funny it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or that right, a skeleton um, can play a flute without... Any air actually <laughs> passing from lungs. It's magic. I still, I still watch the run for your lives. Oh, we're going to die. Oh yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I agree. Nine out of ten for me. Um, I think this is great. Um, I was. Uh, I'm so happy to have another Evil Dead film and another good one at that. Mm -hmm. um, you keep, you keep knocking them out of the park. There's no, there's no bad Evil Dead movie. Um, yeah. That's. Otherwise, I just say how much I like it more. So. Sparks or Ryan? I so desperately want there, because there will be another one of these. I so desperately want it to be the one versus 100 priest versus deadites movie. I think that just sounds incredible. Um, I will give this a 9.5. I think it's awesome. I think it is, it is a, it's a perfect Evil Dead movie. Like it is like, again, like what a beautiful franchise where like, this is a different version of the same thing you love. Uh, it's just fantastic. Love it. Uh, yeah, I think that um, this movie has benefited from a tight script, very, very good filmmaking, knowing exactly what they're doing, and most importantly, incredible performances from uh, actors that make these characters really pop off the screen and feel real. Um, I think that like this movie kind of lives and dies ultimately on the cast, and the cast is very good. Um, I can't overstress overstate that enough. I think like the entire family unit is really, really good. Um, like they all work so well together. And if you didn't care about all of them, it, I don't think it would be as effective, but like even Danny's not like a shit, even though it is like unintentionally his fault that yeah. all this happens. It's not like he's a shitty kid. Oh my gosh. Before you read it, uh, uh, when, when Bridget is like covered in the blanket and she vomits and it's like, because it's through the blanket, it's like filtered and it's yeah. just like, it's just like goo. And I was like, man, that is wow. I love it. Ew. I need to eat the glass to get the creepy crawlies in my tummies. Oh, what? Man, I love this franchise. What? So unnerving. Um, oh, one last, really... thing, one last thing I did want to praise. Um, we knew the cheese grater moment was in it because of the trailer, and I anticipated something like really over the top gory. Like, once they pulled the cheese grater away, like pieces were going to come off of the, the like muscle was going to be exposed, that kind of thing. And like, I thought it was actually relatively very realistic to what a cheese grater would do with full force like that. And I was like, wow, that's, that's actually pretty impressive. I'm glad that they kind of nailed that. And it still sucks. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't unrealistic. It was, if anything, it was worse. I really love deadites. I love, they're some of my favorite demonic entities in film. I think they're always so much fun. They're really what, what makes things so really what makes evil dead. So unique are sure. the, are the, the deadites. Obviously. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I love I'm that. Glad they, they've, I'm glad they, they keep nailing it. Yeah, I love that, like, I'm sure the goal is to, like, take over the world or, or, or like, merge the worlds of evil. But, like, they're just there to be shits. Like, they don't have a goal. They're just like, I get to exist again. I'm going to ruin your life. Like, they're just they're just evil, and that's fun. Like, they don't have to have a goal. They're just here to mess with you, and that's awful. It would be interesting to know what that world is when they actually succeed, and they're like, oh. Well, what do we do now? now? We're bored. <laughs> um, okay, shall we, uh, shall we book club? Um, can I rate it? Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's a nine. <laughs> Three nines and a 9.5.